You're listening to WTSN, and this is Fleet News Pulse. This cycle, on the Pulse. The USFP Security Council discusses a growing threat. A natural disaster threatens the livelihood of a remote settlement. And a new safety briefing from Promethean Command. But first, our regular news roundup. The Pulse starts right now. Here is the news roundup of recent events in the operational area of the Force Flight Division. Displaced Krylians continued to enter Volantis' system, fleeing the civil unrest in Erebus. The Force Flight Division again policed unauthorized freighters and military vessels. There was interference from the remains of a USF task force that tried to intercept the fleeing Krylians. They were defeated before the division eliminated Krylian warships that refused to stand down. The remaining vessels contained several carrying refugees or operated by Zulmari sympathizers who turned over navigation control to the TSN. One hospital ship requested and was granted asylum at Volantis Command. A pair of Kralian transports seen last shift reappeared broadcasting Zulmari codes and escorted by pirate vessels they had taken over during boarding actions that backfired badly. Former Ambassador Tiberius Estes was taken hostage at Kesonk Station in the Cerberus system when it was taken over by a Penrath Corporation freighter. The hostage-takers threatened to blow up the whole station if the TSN interfered. The fourth light was kept busy by the appearance of a small USF detachment and other pirate vessels trying to link up with the hostage-takers. The division jammed their communications to cover the engagement that was ultimately successful. The hijackers compromised the sensor net and began deactivating sensor relays. A stealth shuttle of marines succeeded in launching breaching pods and retaking control of the station in a lightning assault and freeing the hostages. TSN Viper, contrary to initial reports, was not destroyed, but was disabled after taking heavy damage, while assisting Horizon in pinning down hostiles and allowing TSN Sabre to initiate the rescue. Viper's crew were rescued after an uncomfortable trip in her life pods. It is expected that disruptions to the Cerberus sensornet and appearances of the so-called radio-free humanity will be significantly less frequent in future. Attention all station personnel, we interrupt this broadcast to bring you your daily safety briefing for Promethean Command. It has come to the attention of command staff that some damage control teams have been violating uniform code for superstitious reasons. The standard issue red uniform shirts are intended for high visibility in case of emergencies, and the standard issue black uniform pants are designed for utility and durability. There is no truth to the common superstition that the color garments may decrease casualties or hide embarrassing stains, and any offending personnel will be prosecuted for insubordination. That concludes today's safety briefing. And now for interstellar news. The USFP Security Council met recently to discuss the Caltron threat. While the attacks seem centered in and around the Promethean and Cerebus systems, <coughs> Right, um, of course, the Cerberus systems, some members have been worried about more incursions into other territories. Of particular note, the Gazan Defense Ambassador was concerned about the Caltron's ability to create stable wormholes. Quote, as of yet, they have only been used for travel, but the side effect of radiation gives me pause. What if they deploy these passageways in proximity of a major base or port of call, or planet? 
A vote was then called to support further research into defense strategies and technology to prevent singularities from opening in densely populated areas, and was passed 5 to 1. Solar radiation from a nearby supernova has devastated the remote colonies on the planet New Acropolis. Half of the water table has become undrinkable, major food sources are irradiated and had to be disposed of. While requests for aid have made it to the closest command post, the ability to warp through that area has been greatly reduced. The governor of New Acropolis Settlement has requested the TSN use one of the captured jump ships to deliver supplies, as the technology is less affected by high levels of radiation. However, naval engineers are wary about putting the subject of months of research in such a dangerous situation without further testing. Heavily shielded convoys are traveling there under impulse power as we speak. We wish Acropolis and all of her residents well through this tragedy. That's all we have for this cycle. Join us next time as we delve further into the news and views of Promethean Command. This has been Fleet News Pulse. WTSN, the Fleet News Service, expanding your universe. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, episodes from our archives, and other projects, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.